Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale HealthCasts. I'm Mike Goulet, manager of Allied Health at Yale Health and your host. Joining me today is Matt Lynch, MD, from our internal medicine department. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Matt, we're here to talk about physical activity. Why is physical activity important? Well, I think physical activity is so critical because our bodies evolved in a setting where we're more made to be active all the, all the time. And increasingly, our modern lives have, have moved us away from, from that lifestyle. Matt, how can physical activity improve your health? Physical activity can help almost every organ system in our body uh, just off the cuff, starting with the cognitive system. Uh, there have been studies that show exercise at a young age improves problem solving and memory even into middle age, and exercise in middle age reduces the rates of dementia as people age. Um, all, exercise also releases hormones that promote neurogenesis, or the creation of new neurons in our brain, making it possible both to retain memories but also create new ones and facilitate problem solving. There have even been studies on athletes showing that they have larger basal ganglias and hippocampi, which are two areas of the brain that are associated with thoughts, memories, and problem solving. Um, in terms of mood and affect, there have been very convincing studies that showing that exercise and activity reduces the rates of depression and the ability and improves the ability to problem solve and deal with obstacles, unexpected obstacles. As little as five minutes of exercise has been shown to reduce the rates of anxiety as well as improving, helping improve coping mechanisms. From a cardiovascular perspective, exercise helps improve your lipid profile, improves your control of blood pressure, as well as circulation and preventing peripheral vascular disease and other circulation problems, not just in the heart but throughout the body. In our digestive system, exercise promotes motility to, to prevent constipation and has also been shown to reduce the rates of colon cancer, as well as there is suggestive evidence that it may affect the reduced rate of pancreatic cancer, diverticulitis, gallstones, and several other GI issues. A lot of people have heard of how beneficial exercise is for your cholesterol profile, but it also has a significant impact on your insulin sensitivity in preventing diabetes or in people with diabetes, reducing their needs for insulin. From a physical perspective, exercise also reduces the risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis, especially in women as they age and it improves our joint strength and recovery after injuries. Even in people already with arthritis, exercise helps reduce the amount of pain they experience and improve their mobility and function. And also an issue that, that is rarely thought of, um, but activity also improves sexual performance both in men and women, reducing the rates of erectile dysfunction in men and increasing the levels of sexual arousal in women. Matt, you mentioned five minutes as a, as a time period for one of the exercise, or the activities. How much is enough and, and how much is too much? That's a good question. So the CDC recommends 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week, divided however you want over the course of the week, but it needs to be 10 minutes at a time or more to count towards that 150-minute goal. Um, that can also be... Uh, shortened by substituting moderate exercise for vigorous exercise, in which case it's about a two-to-one ratio, so 75 minutes of exercise per week. The difference 
seems to be in the amount of amount of effort per, uh, exerted during the during the activity. The way I usually think of it is moderate exercise. You're able to speak in complete sentences, but you're breathing harder than normal, and your heart rate is increased, and you're breaking a light sweat while doing the activity. Whereas vigorous exercise is something where you can only speak a few words at a time before stopping to catch your breath and you're sweating pretty profusely with a significant increase in your heart rate. Mm -hmm. In children, the recommendations aren't as clear, but it seems that they should be getting probably about an hour or more of physical activity a day. And what are the ways of fitting physical activity into our daily lifestyles? In a lot of our current environment, it's really tough to find time to exercise or to spend an hour, hour and a half at the gym every day or doing one particular exercise. But the nice thing is you only need to be able to do something 10 minutes at a time to, to really reap the benefits. So a lot of people have found success with walking at lunch, even parking their car farther away from, from their office so that they get a longer walk in the morning and in the evening, especially as the weather improves over the next couple months. Similarly, you can incorporate exercise into your social life or your recreational life, going to the gym with friends or family members, joining new classes, dancing, aerobics. Um, one of the other things that's been shown to, shown to be helpful is to focus on a goal, not necessarily a weight goal, but, but have a, a race that you sign up for, a dance recital you're going to take part in, and use that as a motivator leading up to it. Additionally, um, you, can, you can incorporate exercise even into your cool-down or relaxing activities. Uh, the famous football player Herschel Walker used to do calisthenics during every commercial break while he was watching TV, and clearly that worked out pretty well for him. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It seems physical activity is a low-cost way to improve our overall health. Absolutely. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.